What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. It's Dre's Geek Philosophy, the Monday edition, the November 4th edition. It's episode 146. It's the post Dia de los Muertos podcast. It's the post uh, nonsense podcast. We're here. <laughs> We're back again. Myself, my lovely wife. Rosa Limon Cervantes is joining me once again on the podcast. And we had a very busy, busy, busy weekend. Yes. Oh, uh, it was just, uh, oh, like, there's so much going on. Um, I, I have to confess, even though I am technically Mexican, I uh, I was joking with my boss today. I, I'm very wet. wet you are. I'm, I'm a white boy. Yeah. This was the first time I've ever gone or done anything in regards to Dia de los Muertos. Because <laughs> uh, uh, your, your father, uh, Leo Limon, uh, he's very involved with one of the uh, Dia de los Muertos celebrations that was going on here in yeah. Los Angeles. There's a lot of that because, um, spoiler alert, a lot of Mexicans are here in L.A. <laughs> so there was a, that was a big celebration in uh, uh, he, he asked me to come help him uh, yeah. Saturday morning, set up some stuff. Uh, we, 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 we decorated a, a tree. We created a very kind of a small little um, ofrenda. That's, that's, that's the term for a little a little shrine. I guess that's, that's a Spanish for shrine. You, mm-hmm. I guess and, and what, what I've learned between this and watching Coco again, the, the Disney Pixar Coco, <laughs> yeah. you, you set up an ofrenda. You set up a little shrine. That way it allows your, your ancestors to come and visit you, and mm-hmm. you, you, you pay them respects. Uh, I was that, thinking that Coco is sort of like a, a beginner's guide mm, to Day of the Dead. Yes, that was very way, much to me, like, yes. Oh, okay. Just the way, like, Disney talks about death and, mm-hmm. you know, talks about new family members and stuff like that. It's kind of like a... It's, Coco's a little learning experience yeah, you get for to, Day of the Dead. I, yeah, because honestly, all I really knew about Day of the Dead is that people would put on the skull makeup... And go dance around in various areas of Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. they'd have a there's a very specific bread that you'd eat, and then there'd everyone just all kinds of stuffs going on. You paint your face like, paint a, your face, like a skull. Paint your face like a skull, either the full, or the quarter, or the half, or, mm-hmm. or the, the or half, or it's just uh, also yeah. I, I had no idea about any of this stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah between uh, you know, was, you showed me Coco like it was about. Ten months ago or eleven months Probably. ago, it was it was right around Christmas. I feel like it was around, uh, like I was still living in Pasadena. Right. Yeah. And I remember we watched Coco. They're like, you're like, you've never seen Coco. I'm like, I've been really get around to it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a really whitewashed Mexican. TBH. Like the, the the most Mexican I am is when it comes to food. I enjoy cooking Mexican food. And I enjoy right. eating Mexican food. Yeah. Uh, but but beyond that, I'm I'm pretty whitewashed. <laughs> to much to the chagrin of my mother, who always calls me I mean me me huerito, my little white boy. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, not, like, in my family, Mm -hmm. you don't speak Spanish because it was looked down upon, so... Oh, really? Yeah, so my grandma would speak English to me, Oh. and then my um, grandpa would speak English to me. But mm-hmm. not to me. They would speak Spanish to each other. Oh, they kind of kept it like, all right, we can still speak to each other. Yeah, like, it's um, like code language. And yeah. I swear to God, um, who was it? I I don't remember what, but I was listening to. Um, oh, it was just like a mom singing a song to her child, mm-hmm. and the mom was speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. and the child was also doing a you know singing along. And I realized that kid already has an advantage, mm-hmm. even more than me. I mean, to a certain extent. That's kind of cold that your parents or your grandparents were like, they, they kept Spanish from you guys. But like, oh, yeah. we want to still be able to speak about you without you knowing. Yeah, yeah. See, my, my parents, they taught me Spanish, but um, they, they always speak this, uh, they spoke Pig Latin in Spanish. Mm. Like, and then I'll, I'll never forget the day. We, we, uh, my parents, we were driving down Atlantic Boulevard, not far from where we, we had a dinner yesterday. Yeah. And we we're they're driving down, and then they're 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 busting out the pig Latin. Oh. And I really? was just like, and then like, I I heard them say it because they do it all the time because they wanted to say something to each other without right. telling me, and I'd be sitting in the back. And I'm like, damn you both. Yeah. And uh, and then I I, I decoded it. It was all just like moving, like because all, all I really like, the pig line is just moving something to the back. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, I sat back there and I repeated it back. I'm like, 
this, this or whatever they said. I was like, oh, oh, I get it now. I understand what you're saying. And they both went, damn it. They were like, they got really frustrated because I said out loud. I'm like, oh, you guys just said this. I don't remember what it was. That's I just smart. remember the feeling of like my little however old I was, like yep. nine or ten years old. I was like, I know what you're doing. I know what you just said. I figured it out. <laughs> it's my parents. I think they, they feared my big brain at that point, I'm sure. Well, yeah, they're like, oh, he's a, he's a smart one. I've always been clever. I was a very clever young man. I, I still think I'm a little clever. I can be yeah. dumb sometimes, but I'm a solver of puzzles. And to yeah. that, that, that was just a puzzle because it always, it was so frustrating to me as a child. I'm like, what are they saying? Figure I know they're out. saying something I'm not supposed to hear, but it's yeah. funny. You're saying the parents speaking Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. My, see, my parents, they spoke English to me mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, there was every, you know, every once in a while they would speak Spanish and then I would ask them, look, can we just speak Spanish all day today so mm-hmm. I can learn it? But then, you know, it would fall off, you know, right. just fall away and that kind of thing. And then I learned all the bad words first mm-hmm. and in high school. I mean, all, all my friends, I mean, I grew up in L.A., so mm-hmm. it was, you know, majority was Spanish speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't even know, but at some point, um, Salvadorian and Puerto Rican mm. and all that came into play, and I didn't even. I thought we were all the same, exactly the same, until we're somebody. All, we're all Mexican. Until it's somebody was like, like, "Fuck you! I'm not Mexican. I'm Guatemalan." And that's crazy <laughs> because at some point somebody was like, "Why are you friends with her? Like she's she, a she's you know something else, you know." And I was like, "She's from Venezuela. What? Why are you friends with her? Like, no, she speaks Spanish too. We're, aren't we all brown?" Yeah, I know. I'm like, I eat her mom's food, like just like I eat my grandma's food. <laughs> like, yeah, yo, they got some grass food over there. It's different from what we got at home. I'm like, this is delicious. I mean, what? Why would you not be friends with somebody just because there's something or from somewhere? They're not even from somewhere else. It's their parents <laughs> that were from somewhere else. Daniel Wong on Facebook Live. I thought I was Mexican until third grade. That's hilarious, Daniel Wong. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> See, it's just one of those things, like, when you're kind of blind to it as a kid, because mm-hmm. you haven't been exposed to the racism of yeah. it all, or the, the deep roots of, you know, people not getting along with each other for whatever reason, yeah. right? So Because, well, you know, like me and Dang along here, we both grew up in Monterey Park, and Monterey Park is East LA adjacent, so yeah. you're very much exposed to, to all yeah. that. Like, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Uh, Monterey Park was not the... Uh, Full Chinatown that it is now. <laughs> it's it, it, it's Chinatown East. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, the the borders of Monterey Park are still very like mixed. It but, is. Like, the, the core of Monterey Park is, is very much Chinatown it East. Is. It's very yeah, yeah. Chino Latino, right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's I've never heard that. It's cool. Chino Latino. I like that. It, it's funny you mentioned like the speaking Spanish. Like, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I learned apparently uh, my memories. I learned Spanish first. My parents. Because my mom is obviously more comfortable in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. My dad could speak both. Yeah. But uh, they 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 most they mostly spoke Spanish at home. Right. And so when I was a kid, I I learned Spanish first. But as soon as they sent me off to Bella Vista Elementary, uh, I was like, okay, English. English, yeah. <laughs> and, and like you said, my brain dumped all the Spanish out. Wow. Like I, I could always understand Spanish. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't good at like firing it back, and that's kind of right. like how it always was for the longest time. As I grew up, yeah, I could speak it. Uh, yeah. the, the, the word in Spanish was like mocho like it wasn't I was always broken my Spanish was always broken yeah. mm-hmm. for the longest time yeah. until like I was like 20 years old and I started working at Toys R Us in Montebello and then I was forced to learn Spanish oh, yeah. because most of the customers only spoke Spanish oh yeah yeah donde están los pañales están atrás de la tienda where are the diapers <laughs> they're in the back corner of the store <laughs> yeah. and, and then I was forced to like because like oh like, I looked a lot more Mexican back then I was still you know very, I was very dark and I had a full head of hair, so I looked very Mexican. Now I am of mysterious race. Now I'm like he could be white, he could be mm. Armenian, he could yeah. be Middle Eastern, he could be I don't know. Just I, don't mess with him. He's strong. I don't, he's weird. He's Greek. Like I like some weird Eastern Bloc I've European. Called, I don't know. I've been called Filipina. I've been You've been called, called Filipina. Uh huh. Yeah, Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. That's why I was like, hey, what? No, it's weird sometimes. Right. I don't know. Maybe it was my haircut at the time or something. Yeah. Uh, somebody I think my asked me if, I, if I had, people. like, you know, if, you know, I had Chinese in me or something. I was like, what? Like, there's just, like, 
different times uh, I, I in my life where somebody's asked me if I've I had a, a, a if I'm mixed or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people thought it was because I primarily all through most of school and I like for a, I, I want to say a good thirty years of my life I hung out with primarily Asians, so right. people always kind of assume maybe he's maybe I'm mixed, maybe I'm a quarter Asian. <laughs> we, we used to joke. We used to joke in high school. I was honorary Asian. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's honorary Asian. He's yeah. honorary Chinese. <laughs> I, 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 I have to be Asian. I mean, I grew up right there. It's just like, I, I, have inject, I have absorbed so much Asian culture all throughout my life. Oh, I, I can use tooth, uh, not toothpicks, dumbass, <laughs> chopsticks very easily. I, I learned, the, I, I, I was always very insulted when I'd go to an Asian friend's house and then the parents were offering me a fork. I'm like, nah, give me the chopsticks. Aww, I can do this. Aww. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they take me to an Asian restaurant and the waitress is like, oh, fork? I'm like, nah. Give me those. Yeah. I got this. It really is about exposure when you're yeah. a kid, though, right? Because yeah. I, my dad, he exposes to all kinds of different flavors and foods. And and I learned how to use chopsticks when I was, like, a young kid. Mm. You know, my, my... Well, also, my uncle was infatuated with China. Okay. And Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so he gave me my first pair of chopsticks and must have been like, like a nice seven pair or eight years old. Yeah. I mean, always used yeah. to, to the wooden ones. Yeah. And it was, they were nice, you know, and I just didn't, I didn't know. And he was the one who like, and my other uncle was all about Italian food. So he, he was the first raviolis and first uh-huh. meatballs and you know what I mean? It wasn't just all Mexican food. <laughs> Vodka? What? No, it was it? Uh, Daniel Wong here on Facebook Live. Like, definitely part Asian, especially the Nintendo part. And I'm like, for those oh. of you who can't see it, like, I held up my Nintendo uh, pint glass here. And then uh, Mike Kirksey. Yeah. You see, I, I like to see my time lapse how people evolve. Mexicans are not much different from Asians. Play <laughs> Apex Elaborate in a sec. Ah. So, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's about being exposed, right? Exposure. Yeah, it's all about exposure. Younger, yeah. And like, plus, like I exposed all my friends to incredibly good tamales, and I've ruined them forever. Cool. For like, yeah, they think it would have dry tamale. What the hell is this? Yeah. Dre's mom served us some badass tamales. Yeah, and and then I moved so many times as a kid too. So mm-hmm. I mean, going from neighborhood to neighborhood, you right. change, right? See, that that's something that I, I didn't really get to experience. Mm-hmm. Like I stayed in just NPK slash Montebello my whole youth. Yeah, well, you were just mine was like Highland Park, Park. to uh, Monterey Park, mm-hmm. Alhambra. That and then Alhambra, yeah, and then that's a huge culture. That's a huge culture shock. Oh yeah, Park to MPK. That change is just like. So okay. It's all. It's all. It's all. Who's your all, neighbor? Uh, I don't know. I don't, their food smells good. Food smells good. <laughs> like, it's right by all this Chinese food and Japanese food. What's going on? This all smells good. That's all good. Yeah. Feed me more. <laughs> But yeah, to, to get back to my original point, like yeah. I, I, I bit, I'm technically very, I'm Mexican, but I'm not super Mexican where I ever celebrated Dia de los Muertos. But right. you know, your dad is very much involved in it. You and your your family, you guys yeah. are, you know. He's been doing it since before my oldest brother was born. born. So, so like he, he's 75 he, or something. Uh, pops, uh, Papa Cat, as I like to call my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's very in much in that. So like now, oh, oh, I have to, <laughs> like I am now. <laughs> Part of it. I'm now part of it. I'm part yeah. of this. Uh, I'm part of this family as well. So like, all right, I have to. I have to get involved. And I was helping out pops, and then, then later on, and later in the day after I dropped him off, came back, scooped you up, and we we went to this uh, this crazy. I we we marched that procession of all these. Uh, you know, uh, I thought it was Aztec dancers. First of but all, when's the last time you took the gold line? Never. Really? That was the first time I've ever taken the gold line. Oh my god. Job. Usually, when I mean, somebody takes a train, they're like, "Look at that! What is that? Uh, well, what do we to, do next?" And you know, kind of, you know, freaked out a little bit. Or no, I, I've taken the I've taken the trolley in San Diego so many times, so okay. it's, it's not too different from the trolley. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, was, but okay, so that's the first time you took the gold line. Yeah, but, I, 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 it's not the first train I've ever like go when. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Back when I back when I worked at Nintendo, take a drink, everyone. <laughs> uh, no, when we had to, we went to Washington D.C. Like, right. We had to like figure out all the trains. trains. Right. Because like I, we did a big karaoke party. Like I, I found us a place, but it was like relatively far from where we were staying. We were staying like in the freaking one side of the freaking D.C. capital. We had to go to the other side close to Georgetown oh, okay. to get to this, little, this one karaoke place on. So we had to take a couple, I think we took a couple of trains. I had this motley crew of my fellow Nintendo co-workers. Right. Like, we're all right, let's go on this train. 
Because I don't know, I don't think I don't think we had a local with us, or we might have had a local with us who helped kind of help guide us, but we kind of figured it out because we're from all over the place. A bunch of us from Southern California, a bunch of us from you know various parts of the East Coast, and I, we had this cool eclectic mix of East Coast and West Coast reps all like, yeah. you know yeah together. Increase the peace, yo. That's right. <laughs> Ryan's not here on Facebook Live. Mock <laughs> rice and spice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> But yeah, I've taken the trip so like, that that was the first time me writing the gold line here in LA. Right. I, I'd never written it because you've taken it. You, you're you're a mass transit user. You, yes. You're familiar with it. No, I, I was very cool. I was like, okay, cool. This is like I'm like in my mind, I'm like this is like San Diego. Okay. Like, we're just gonna ride this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a relatively straight line from you know whatever the. We from, only went like four stops. Really. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that long. Yeah, it was. So all right, cool. We Mariachi wrote it. Plaza. Yeah. To Mariachi Plaza, where like that's where all the uh, Aztec are. Are they still technically Aztec dancers at that yes. point? Are they okay? Why? Because I don't. I don't want to be insulting. But like, call them Aztec dancers when they're not Aztec. Like, if they're oh, yeah. if they're dancing for for the, Dia de los Men, weren't those? Yeah, dancers. They're, they're dancers because they're very yeah. similar to the Aztec dancers that we saw in Lucha Vavum during Cinco de Mayo weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they they had the exact same the little um the rattles or what are those? Um, they're the well, like the is. ankle, the ankle. They're like nuts, like walnuts. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like some shell. sort of like yeah, like some sort of like. Crazy, like it makes the noise when they're dancing. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're they're providing now, yeah. cadence as they're dancing. Yeah. So we got there. They're all, and then there's a bunch of people who are like made up already, and then like we we joined their little procession, and we and then we ran into Papa Cat there, and mm-hmm. he, he was there with his making noise. Because I guess the point is to make a bunch of noise. The point is to because Papa yeah, had like make, a bunch of cans. Noise, yeah. He like, had, like he was banging his yeah. cans against the ground. Like it's not, it's not, it's a procession, you know, mm-hmm. to to wake up the and to have the and to wake the dead, person. dead join us, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Papa Cat, yeah, he was, he was, he was yeah. playing his cans an entire, oh, yeah. like, five or six block oh, yeah. walk that we went, like, clang, 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 yeah, That's why he's clang. very much of a, you know. He's he, animated. He is not. animated, and he's not shy about it. No. No, there's Papa Cat no. is not shy. No. Old Leah Limon, not a shy man. He's not a shy uh, cat. It's, yeah, not a shy cat. No, he's got, got nine lives. Yeah. And, and we got down to to the, the self-help graphics. That's a, you know, mm-hmm. the, the what would you? Well, how would you describe self help? I, I I wouldn't know how to describe it. Wife, tell us about self help graphics. You're familiar with it. You've yeah. gone through those various incarnations. So basically, it's it's a hub for um, makers for people who for, do for screen printing mm-hmm. um, and other types of art. But what it kind of started off as was a collective mm-hmm. of artists who would do graphics. Graphic okay. design. All right. That's why it's called self-help graphics. Right. Right. I, I would assume that you, you, you get to help yourself rise up. That, that's why. That's why I assumed was the, the the self-help graphics, but the self-help part of self-help. Graphics. It was kind of like the very first um, maker kind mm-hmm. of studio that I could. This think was of. established in the seventies. Yeah. Because yeah, uh-huh. as yeah. we've been cataloging your father's stuff, like mm-hmm. I've noticed, like a lot of stuff he's made self-help. It goes all the way back to the late seventies. Yeah, yeah. The early to to late seventies. So um, these artists. Uh, came under one roof and they got all the equipment they needed for a print shop and all the papers and all mm-hmm. the paints and all the drying racks and all that kind of stuff. Everything that you need to, to um, get your your graphics yeah. that you created into screen printing. Or a lot of these people were getting their message out there. Like like, a, yeah. like your, your dad, for example, he got mm-hmm. a lot of his messaging out there in his art. Right. And so, um, my dad just wanted to be a sign painter, oh, okay. but in a strange way, it he found self-help graphics and also murals, mm-hmm. doing murals and all that kind of, you know, artistic work that he just kept on doing. Um, so that, that's what happens with self-help graphics. They, they, they help one create thing, art, but, yeah. yeah. They help create artists. They yeah. help encourage people to become artists or they help yeah. artists... And, and they become a huge infusion into the L.A. scenery mm-hmm. because uh, one of um, the old metal workers mm-hmm. who was at the previous location mm-hmm. on they, they what is now Cesar Chavez but was... They used to be Brooklyn Avenue, Brooklyn if you're Avenue familiar with East L.A. And Gage, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he did all the metal work for the Metro mm-hmm. oh. at the Metro station. Yeah, okay. the Petsuris Plaza that's over in downtown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they you know people become in, uh, 
involved with the community. Mm -hmm. You're involved with the community if you're a part of self-help graphics. Mm -hmm. That's why my dad is very, very much a part of the community. Yeah. Your dad's like the mayor of East LA. <laughs> Anywhere he goes around, people know who he is. Like, we go to that restaurant yesterday, they're, they're, they're calling him Hefe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, you know, when people uh, get to know you and mm -hmm. you're friendly, you're mm -hmm. a good friendly person and they want to keep knowing you yeah so they, uh, there like, we get we got down to self-help graphics this is yeah. an awesome place so they they were having an art exhibit mm -hmm. of a lot of you know day of the dead art it brings in a lot of people from all places mm -hmm. all around you mm -hmm. see there's young people old people yeah it's people very much a big big family thing huge cultural uh stew <laughs> you're right right here on, on facebook uh, live mike kirksey gives us a Little dissertation. People traveled from Africa to Asia. Environment changed them. Into Japan, crossed the Alaska Bridge. They became Indians. Some people go south, became Mexican. Some got stuck in Hawaii, etc. Yeah, see, well, technically, we all are Asian. We're all like, yeah. I guess if you go all the way back, we're all from Mesopotamia. So yes. we're, all, we're all Asian at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> Some lost the pigment more than others. Yes. <laughs> That's how exactly. it went. <laughs> Anthropology 101. <laughs> well, anthropology lesson in the middle of, uh, of our podcast. Great. I love it. Well, so we got down to South Hill Graphics, and there was a whole thing, because uh, First Street was, uh, at Madashi Plaza, First Street was already closed. There was a big, like, a separate event going on over yeah. there, yeah. and the one at South Hill Graphics, uh, they had the, the side street closed off, and they had, like, a whole fair. It yeah. felt, like, to me, I felt, oh, it's like a comic convention, but instead it was all, like, it was all cultural. It was, like, yeah. people, like, it was, like, a lot of, uh... Artisans? Artisans. A lot of different stuff. Like, you know, we, we bought an awesome little onesie for, for our little guy. We got one of, like, it's like Felix the Cat, but he looked like he was all day he's in the all dead. He's all day in the dead. He's all skeleton. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he's amazing. And then, uh, it's funny, like, uh, one of the... One of the, the, there was an exhibitor there who's exhibited at the East Los Angeles Comic Book Art and Pop Culture Expo, the East LA Cape. Uh, mm -hmm. Little Libros, I've always heard their name, mm -hmm. but I never looked at their booth, and we saw they had a booth at this at this Day of the Day event. Yeah. And I saw their, I finally got to look at their books, and their books are adorable, and you bought one of the books. Yeah, uh, some of my friends have those books, and I was always kind of curious about mm -hmm. them. Because they're so adorable, mm -hmm. and they're so cute, but I never saw one of those books available for... For sale anywhere, right? right. Yeah, they, I so, feel like they mostly just do these types of shows. They must, they must, or just online or something. Mm -hmm. But um, when the girl was talking to us about how they're actually met their educational tools, mm -hmm. yeah, she said, "Oh, this one's about shapes. This one's mm -hmm. about numbers. This one's about colors, whatever." But they also use Mexican culture. They, yeah. they, they have all the like, there's like opposites. That one's like was, was an Evita book. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. And I was like very curious, and like I saw like a lot of like staples from like Mexican culture, and there's like Cantiflas. Mm -hmm. I saw freaking Chavo del Ocho. Yeah. I saw like all this stuff. It's like very like oh wow, I'm, like how are you guys getting away with so, this? <laughs> The creators of these books are oh. doing an amazing job mm -hmm. at infusing culture mm -hmm. and educate in, in the education with this adorable, adorable books. Yeah. So, and of course, I had to get the one that we got. So. And then uh, my wife picked up the book. Like, I was like, she, she was picking one out, and she picked the, the there's a Lucha Libre one that was like wrestling, but now it does, uh, it teaches you uh, anatomy. anatomy. So, like, it's like going through all the wrestlers, like, oh, I, oh, ho, hand. Yeah. Mano. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like each each page is showing so it teaches cute. you like it teaches the kid but it does anatomy. it in English anatomy in English and in Spanish. It was a very cute and adorable. Like I, I had no idea that the, 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 the this vendor has like, been under my nose for the last three years. I think they've been at all three capes. Right. And I was like, oh oh shit, you guys are all that. I just told them like I, I think I've seen like I didn't I didn't like go nature like oh we're part of the East LA no, Comic Con no. committee. I was like oh wow you guys have been at the last three capes. That's right. I yeah. never stopped looking at your booth. But I've heard you from there. Yeah, and it was, was kind of cool to actually see the, their stuff, and yeah, and then uh, yeah, there was a lot of cool vendors, a lot of selling like a lot of really interesting stuff. Mm -hmm, uh, like, a lot of mm -hmm. it is very heavily cultural. Yes. I was joking my boss that like, oh man, like, I, like when I saw the booths, I'm like, oh, we need a booth. But I was like, oh, then, like what would you have taken from the from 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 the from the video game warehouse? So, like I was joking, all right, we could take taken the Luchador games, the AAA Lucha Libre. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, there are some like some. Mm -hmm. There was this Chavo de Ocho freaking video game that came with the Wii only in South America. Mm -hmm. There was this Disney uh, music game, Violeta. Oh, really? That came out only in oh, Latin wow. America. My boss, like, because our, our a business that's related to us, they, they deal primarily in Latin America. So we have a lot of stuff that's like, there's a game, Dark Souls. We have it all in Spanish. What like, the, is the Latino Expo, like, a... Meant for anything besides art? I don't know, but I, no, I was gonna just joke with my boss. And then, I know, I, but, the, but the punchline yeah. at the very end is like, oh, all we had to bring was just a bunch of FIFA games, and we'd have, we would have made a killing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> bring all the soccer games. Like, bring every FIFA for every system. Like, oh, we're going to kill them there. Oh, my goodness. Me and my boss were just laughing about it. Because I was telling him, because me and my boss were always like, oh, what did you do for the weekend? Right, like, yeah. We always have, like, kind of like this, you know, five-minute little yeah. catch-up. What, 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 what did you do? I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I saw this, I saw this booth. I'm like, oh, dude, we could, like, we could have set up a booth, bro. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, so... Those are kind of coveted spots too. Yeah, I would so, imagine. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, I was it's mostly joking though. In, yeah, in yeah. jest, they're like, "Oh yeah, we should go with you. Right, yeah. sell Mexican video games." Like, I thought it was amazing. Oh my gosh, they sold out of the food so fast. Yeah, by the time we got over and there, drinks so fast. Yeah, like you were looking like you wanted yeah. you wanted a lemon uh, limonada. You wanted yeah, a lemon drink. Something to drink. And uh, we get over there, and like by the time we got over there, because you know we, we saw a lot of the festivities, we saw some of the performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we hung out with your dad, and we were, yeah. and then we are right, let's go make our way over because your dad gave somebody he wanted some stickers, and we're like we couldn't find the stickers. They were gone already. And uh, we go to like we go to the food area. The food area it's it's still overwhelmed. There's all these lines, but then you see all these boots are like. I mean, they're out of horchata, they're yeah. out of Jamaica, they're out of freaking, oh, like, what the hell? You know, they had, like, this weird orange drink left, and you're like, you weren't feeling that. No. It's like, we we, well, we, we walked back with a, a onesie and a book, and, like, that was it. Like, yeah. Like, we wanted, we, I'm like, I want an horchata. I'm like, no one had horchata. I'm like, horchata's gone. Horchata's gone. <laughs> oh, Maybe so more food. <laughs> more food vendors. That's what I say. I'm really Mexican when it comes to food. I mean, you put an horchata and some carne asada in front of me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm Mexican now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, but it was just kind of fascinating. I was kind of like, just so like, I had never been exposed to like a lot of this stuff. It's like, it's like, I don't know. I think I I just always attribute it to like, I haven't lost anyone super close to me. So maybe that's why like, I don't have like a, a family member who like, mm. who has been departed from me. Like, I was like, like right. my grandparents, you know, passed away. Like, I didn't really know right. any of them. Yeah. I mean, like. My grandma on my mom's side was dead before I was even born. Okay. I, mean, yeah, I kind of yeah. knew my grandpa on my mom's side a little bit, but it was just right. like, I like I was still too little. Like, and, But we didn't visit him enough to where like, I built a relationship with him at all. Like, I, even then, like when he was still kind of, he wasn't like all there. He was yeah. like in his like 90s when oh I was God. a kid, so. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then the, my parents, uh, my uh, the grandparents on my dad's side, they were kind of like kooky, so like I never really got to know them. Like I, I, th- I had more time with them, but I never, again, I was still just a little kid, so I mm-hmm. never built, I don't know. Is I, that the one with the... With the witchcraft, yes. Yeah. <laughs> my, my grandmother witchcraft, you know, may or may not have cursed me. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm bald. Who knows? I'm not going to... No. I'm not going to super speculate on this. I'm going to speculate a little oh, bit. Oh, is that why there's so many men out there that evolved because they're all cursed? No. They're cursed. I don't know. No. I, maybe I was cursed. No. I don't know. No. I was supposed to be a different name and my mom defied. No. Uh, I was supposed to be Antonio Cervantes III. My mom defied the <laughs> defied my, my, my dad's parents and named me Andres. That's my government name. I just go by well, Dre now because uh, that's how I want to roll. Like, but maybe, I didn't really get to know them and then, then now they, they're, they're gone so I, I never... I. I feel like maybe that's why I don't have this relationship uh, aside from being super not Mexican. I'm like I didn't right. like right. I felt like maybe if I had like if I was closer to the people who like you know left, then I would have a much deeper thing. Because you know, yesterday mm-hmm. we went and visited you, grandma. Um, you know, we, you, Papa Cat, mm-hmm. and Mama Cat, or her, her parents. We visited your grandma over at Rose Hills. Yeah, and cemetery. Like, at the cemetery, yeah. that that was like you guys. Obviously, you guys, you had a very good relationship. You were very close. Yeah. To her, you were close to your grandmother. Yeah. And obviously, mm-hmm. your mom, that was, that's her mom. Right. So, yeah. It was a, yeah, it was like, there was I, always, uh, I mean, even if you're not super close to somebody, mm-hmm. but they made some sort of impact in your life, mm-hmm. um, you still want to thank them right. for, like, living their life and and giving you some sort of help in your life that's but also, now they've passed on yeah, that's part know? of the motivation of day of the day you're, you're celebrating yeah life people their celebrating life. life the life even though they're not with us anymore that you mm-hmm. still feel them in spirit and that's yeah. you're this is a, an opportunity for them to see your appreciation yeah i think maybe that's why i was like i was like i was, I was like i'm like i'm not like i wasn't I, was like, I don't get it i'm like i've never really mm-hmm. understood it i was kind of like trying to understand it but i was kind of like i don't know what's happening there's mm-hmm. a lot of things happening here yeah i'm like, like if there if there's ever been somebody who's helped you with something mm-hmm. in life but they passed on. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I, I mean, only a. I don't know. I've never. I, I mean, I, up to this point, <laughs> I've not had anyone super close to me like pass away. Like, I, there's people who are I've I've been acquaintances with yeah. who have passed away, well, which has sucked. But like, I yeah. didn't like. Like, I don't. I don't. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't feel the same amount of empathy. Like if, if, if right. a close friend passed away, right. then I'd probably be devastated. Right. And yeah. I'd probably have a different perspective. But it right. was like, I, that, I think that's where I can attribute my like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, I'm, I'm, try, I'm still trying to understand it. I mean, I think some, some people could go all the way to how maybe it's not a family member, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not a family member, but mm-hmm. a musician. Right. right. So like, you know, like, well, like, well, was it uh, not last year, but when, when Bowie and then Prince yeah. passed away, like, I'm like, oh my God. that's like, I wasn't like crying or devastated. Like, oh, wow, that sucks. I mean, like, you know, for I mean, I, I mean, me, we're like, we still have their music, so they're. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people are never dead. I like, and, and of course, there's Stanley. You know, yeah. like, you know, Stanley is Stanley. You know, we'll have we have twenty movies worth of cameos of him to re- remember him and all the characters he created. But, but yeah, but I guess for the end of the day, to remember, to remember yeah. you, you know, people who were cl- yeah. close to you. Like, right. I, I think it's to remember people who are not famous. So like, oh, you're remembering yeah. your aunts or uncles right. and your family members or people who are close to you, people who you respect. Yeah. Like your father set people up. People who you want to celebrate with. Yeah. 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 Your father set yeah. up that shrine outside of the self-help graphics. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the lady, sister. Karen. Sister Karen. She helps. Sister was Karen. she one of the people who helped set up uh, yeah. or helped found? The founder, yeah. She one, one of the founders, founders so. yeah. To see your your your, your Papa Cat, he wanted to celebrate her like that. She's not yeah. someone like she did something noteworthy, but she's not necessarily someone famous. Where oh, you can just go back to a catalog of music or a catalog right, of right. No. Oh, yeah. that's I feel that's more the point of Day of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Every year we you know we honor yeah these people who have specifically passed. people yeah mm-hmm. who have helped us individually mm-hmm. yeah yeah. <laughs> see, Daniel, Optimus Prime was the first major death in Aww. my life. Hashtag too soon. Yeah, you know, I, I, as a kid, you know, no, as a kid, I, I were always hearing. I, I didn't ever, I didn't get to watch that movie because I think my parents deliberately didn't want me to see it happen. I Aww. always heard it from all my friends telling me that Optimus Prime died, and Aww. I was very much invested, just like uh, Daniel. I was very invested in Optimus Prime. He was, he was one of my favorite Transformers. I always Aww. wanted that toy as a kid. It's like when I was cleaning out my garage, I found my twentieth anniversary Optimus. I have this giant, tall Optimus Prime toy. I'm like, oh wow, like I. And it was, yeah, I, I remember, like, hearing about it, and I didn't get to see the movie until I was, like, I think I was, like, 19 or 20, when one of my friends, like, he had a VHS copy, and I'm, like, bring it over. I still have never seen that movie. Oh, my God. And I watched it, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, and I remember watching it, like, going, oh, my God, however old I was, like, what, nine or ten-year-old me, I would have been fucking devastated. Mm. I would have, like, just watching the way it happened. It was so sad, the way it happened. So, Yeah. Aww. Hashtag too soon, yeah. It was Hashtag like, too soon. But it was like, of course, in the, you know, was, course, in, in media, it was like a, like a, a season or two later, they brought back Optimus Prime. Oh. <laughs> they, they, they used the Autobot Matrix of leadership Same. to pull him back Same. from the other side. They pulled his spark back and brought him back to life. I've ever seen those episodes. Where I, well, I, I ended up buying all the all the episodes of, Auto, of uh, Transformers on DVD. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have them all. I have all yeah. the all the Generation One stuff. Our son will see this. I, our, our, yes, our son will see Transformers. <laughs> and, uh, and once he gets a little bit older and he understands life and death, we're gonna watch Beast Wars and then Beast Machines. Yes, the stuff that I thought was crappy when I was a. Uh, a young teen I'm like oh it's this Beast Wars crap <laughs> I don't like it they're not cars and then once I got older and I watched Beast Wars I have all uh, of course I have, I have all the seasons yeah. of Beast Wars on DVD and I have all the and I have the one season of Beast Machines on DVD right. yes me and me and little me and little little guy we're gonna sit back we're gonna enjoy it together alright we're gonna pull out this thing called the DVD son it's not a streaming thing <laughs> I don't know there's no streaming service for this stuff here we go. Well, we still have VHSs, though. And we still also have some VHSs. We're, he, 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 our son will watch the original trilogy unaltered. <laughs> unaltered. I have those VHS tapes. I have those THX audio-improved VHS tapes. We have a VHS player. My son, our son, he will watch the original unaltered Star Wars on VHS. <laughs> yeah. Because I, was, I wasn't smart enough to buy the one. They did one last run of them on DVD. Uh-huh. But it was like, it wasn't like promoted. It was like, they were like, oh. I had an extra disc. They were oh. like, double pack. Where like, oh, they, they had the, the special edition, George right. Lucas altered ones. And there's an extra disc. Oh, yeah, here's the original one. If that's, if, if if that's how you want to live your life. If, if that's how you want to live your life. You want to see these old, crappy ones without that CG. We oh, had, they no. added it there. So there was a small run of those DVDs without the special feed. Yeah. The special edition nonsense. Right. But no. I have the original ones. Yeah. THX. Those, we those, have yeah, that VHS. I have them. I, I, they're, in, they're in the garage at my mom's house. I've, I, I, I've laid eyes upon them. Yeah. 
he will see them. Our son, that's, that's the first <laughs> he thing he will, will see. He will see them. He will watch the original trilogy. None of this special edition crap with Hayden Christensen <laughs> at the end of Return of the Jedi. No! None of that for my boy. He will watch them the way Dad Dad watched them. He will watch them together once he's old enough to understand. And when, once he, when he gets Empire Strikes Back, and then, then he's getting like, I, I, I may have to record a video. There's like a lot of dads, a lot of dads, a lot of nerd dads do this. They record their child the first time they see. No, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> like, that revelation of like, wait, Darth Vader is Luke's father? What? <laughs> I can't wait to experience that with a <laughs> yeah. little boy. A yeah. little boy's going to be blown away. Like, he's going to look at me like, Dada. Dada. Why? It's complicated. Let's keep watching. Well, did you know is a nice. Did it? Is, uh, I went on a, a nice, huge tangent. No, it's okay. It's, it's like also a nice way, nice way uh, to talk about death, too. Yeah, it, it, it helps kids. you explain death yeah. to, to young people. I, I had to have it explained to me through Transformers and GI Joe and right. and whatnot. I were I didn't take it well as a child. Really? I did not take it well. Like I, I the once the concept of death was introduced to me, I I remember I have specific memories of sitting and like crying because I was just like we're all just gonna end at some point. I'm Aww. like, mom, you're gonna go, and daddy, and I just started bawling. Aww. I would just like I could not like come. I could not freaking make peace with the fact. I'm like, we're all just gonna die. I was just like very well, fatalistic, you know, six or seven year old kid. I was like. We're all just gonna die. You're gonna die. Dad's gonna die. And I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die. I just all I all I pictured was the darkness. I was like, oh, no. oh. I was so sad. And my parents were like, no, no, it's okay. No, we're we're, we're here. Yeah, we're yeah. Right now, like, you're not gonna die tomorrow. Yeah. What if I do die tomorrow? Oh. And I was just like, I was a mess. I was just. Oh. But I, but I can yeah. see we're dealing with those martos. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, it's like oh, they can you can still come visit. You know, they yeah. they pass away, but they, you know, once a year they can yeah. still come say hi to us. And it's like there is no I can goodbye see that. forever. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no goodbye forever. It was just like yeah. I just, all I thought was like oh, we're all gonna die. We're just gonna go into darkness, and I'm like oh, everything's over, and that's where I was like <laughs> little tiny me. Yeah, I mean, so I've had it around me my whole life mm-hmm. because my dad's been doing it for right since seven. You know, geez, all in on it. Yeah, all in. So I remember being a kid and going to these big, huge celebrations with mm-hmm. fire pits and dancers and the, uh, you know, frankincense mm. and <laughs> you know. Yeah, all those different. Know, oh my god! The, all the, the smells. The smells. The smells. The oh, I think I honestly I think that's what probably like disoriented me the most. The, sa- the sage. The sage and any of the other like all the that smells. stuff was kind of just like. Like, my old factories were just like, I don't remember the why. Especially that one big sage that you know, your, your pop, like, set off. Like, oh, yeah. And this, yeah. The, 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 a big old. The, the big old one. Like, well, like, yeah. we need a stand down wind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or upwind or wherever. I know, oh, I can't wind. just have it in my clothing and be, mm. yeah, impermeating. But it was, uh, it was so fun as a kid because mm. I got to get dressed up. And I got to paint my face, and I got to eat sugar skulls, and mm. I got to eat all this bundle set. <laughs> that wasn't sage. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and then see, see all these people dressed up like skeletons, mm. you know? And, and it wasn't ever a Halloween thing for me. Right. It no, was so it, different because... Because it's separate. Like, because yeah. of its proximity to Halloween, yeah. people are always like, oh, it's just Mexican Halloween. It's like, no, from, it's, yeah, you know, no, it's different. No, just taking Halloween into the weekend, right? Right. But like, no, it's not. Definitely not. So it's a celebration. It's yeah. a celebration, which is. It's from a completely different set of people. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. It was not a pagan holiday. Right. It's not a holiday. It's, it's Halloween. The. A Halloween is oh, pagan. It's, a, it's pagan it's celebration. A, it's a pagan celebration it's that's been a, co-opted by oh, yeah. by corporations. By corporations. Just at Christmas. Just like Christmas, <laughs> yeah. I remember I was reading something about that. How like all all these holidays are just were they were pagan holidays that have been co opted by Christians and uh, mm-hmm. and the corporations into money, <laughs> like Saint Valentine's and. But Saint Valentine's, but well, Va- San Valentin, mm-hmm. Saint Valentine mm-hmm. was an actual person. Oh really? Yeah. Yes, he was an actual person um, who 
helped uh, people who couldn't, who were banned from getting married. Mm-hmm. He was the only priest, I think, the only priest who allowed people into his church and did it secretly uh-huh. so that people could, who loved each other oh. could be together. That's sweet. Yeah. So he was St. Valentine's Day. Oh. That's why it's all about love. It's all about love. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well let, 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 I'm going to continue talking about death for a second. Because oh, this is this is in honor of our of our former I- executive producer Sam Zia, who is obsessed with the, there's there's a video game coming out I believe it comes out this week uh, called Death Stranding. He's been obsessed with it. I've been I've always been of the opposite end on this one, where I'm like, no, I am not excited for this game. I, I uh, this uh, this game developer, the, the gentleman by the name of Hideo Kojima, he he's he's a, he's a crazy game developer. He uh, he is very imaginative. He he he. He is an artist who's making video games. That's what he is. At the end of the day, he, he is not a guy who's making a game where you go bang, bang, who you're dead. All right. No. Right. No. He's making a crazy, weird game. And all the reviews, so it's not out yet, but all the reviewers in, 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 in the free world mm-hmm. have, have, been, have been able to play it. Mm-hmm. And the reviews have been weird. Because <laughs> usually, when a game gets good scores right it's because oh it's fun or enjoyable but it's awesome this game has re- been receiving amazing scores where you see 10 out of 10 9.5 out of 10 five stars out of five stars but then you read the review and it says this game is not fun <laughs> this game is incredibly boring <laughs> there you spend the first 15 hours walking it's like a good walk spoiled it's just, it's just Endless monotony. You're, you're doing all these tasks. The game is basically you are a FedEx delivery man. <laughs> but the story, apparently, the overarching story, of, uh, like some of the reviews have also said, oh, but through that, like you have to suffer through all this stuff to get yeah. to like the, the, the plot and the story. Apparently, this overarching character development because you're playing as in the, the main character is Norman Reedus, the the, the Daryl from The Walking Dead, as everybody knows. Him. Okay. Okay. The backstory right. of this game is that. Uh, Norman Reedus was supposed to be in this game with Hideo Kojima. They were working for another company called uh, Konami, and they were making a, a new Silent, Silent Hill has always been a horror game. Right. And they were supposed to make this game with with Norman Reedus supposed to break technology technological boundaries, and, and it's terrifying and amazing. And then for uh, for reasons unbeknownst to me or a lot of people, like the, Konami canceled the game. Like, no, we're not making that game. Screw you. Uh-huh. And they, they kind of like dismissed this guy. Like, all right, we don't when we don't want you to make these Metal Gear games anywhere. He was he got famous making this game called Metal Gear. Oh Solid. yeah, right, right. And so he left, and then he he teamed up with another company. He created his own company, and he basically got because Guillermo del Toro Guillermo del Toro was yeah. working on this game as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And they wanted to create this horror game, but so they made something else. This game called Death Stranding. Oh. Kodaku says the thing, but they put 85 hours into the game. Yeah, wow. there, there's something compelling because uh, at, at the core, a good game. Uh, the, the people who made the game called Halo, they've always said a good game is is, is being able to take an awesome 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's something like where you feel awesome, you feel like a superhero, you feel like you super feel super powerful for 40 seconds, and then you kind of just find a way to repeat that over and over. Okay. Like, okay. It's like you might put a little small break in between all these moments of awesomeness to right. so kind of like let you. Breathe and then move forward and oh shit! Da, 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 da. Something else. Happens. That's what that's what the, the core of a of a fun game is. Like there's right. something that makes you feel powerful. This game apparently is supposed to make you think. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, like a lot of these reviews, like it seems like it, this game is they, they're giving it high scores because it's a piece of art, rather than being a game. Okay. Like, like right. a, a, as right. a game, it's incredibly boring. But as a piece of art, it is, oh, it's high Amazing. art. Okay. It's, it's funny because I remember seeing a while back where uh, the developer said they they made the game, like there's different modes. Like, you know, in video games, you can like, ooh, sit on hard, yeah. sit yeah. on normal, or sit on easy. Right. Uh, Hideo he made a quote where like, he wants people to be able to experience the story. There is a mode, there are even like, uh, one of the people that works for him, he's very bad at video games. Okay. Like a guy who makes video games, but he's incredibly terrible at them. Right. Just like we used to joke that all the Nintendo reps, we were terrible at Nintendo games. Uh-huh. Okay. We suck at Pokemon. We suck at Mario Kart. We suck at Smash Brothers. You ask a Nintendo employee who's not a part of the development team to play a game, they're terrible at it. Uh, I was the worst it. Pokemon player, but I love the games. Yeah. All right. So one of the, one of the guys who works for him, like they made a mode in the game where even he can pass the game. Oh. 
I guess like the game literally almost plays itself. So oh. you're basically playing a very long movie <laughs> that you occasionally interact with. Okay. So it, I get at the at the end, it's it's basically a piece of art. It sounds like that can, if you set it to, it can play itself. So it's just I I don't know about this game. This is not so like it's just something I don't know. I would not invest a single cent in this. I maybe I'd borrow it for my like because mm-hmm. I'm a part of a, a different gaming group that I help, that I help uh, admin and run. And I was saying like the only I, I would rather probably just watch someone on Twitch play it if they're at an interesting part where there's dialogue and not walking with your FedEx boxes. Yes, yeah. there's all kinds of product placement in this game. <laughs> Yeah, you literally have or putting stuff in FedEx boxes and putting them in you. Yeah, the, the the one of the one of the uh, the things of the game is like everything's very realistic. Like in, in video games, like oh, like in Final Fantasy, you could have you have like this magical bag of of, of holding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, like it's a joke from Dungeons and Dragons. This bag of holding, it's, okay. it looks like a purse, but you could it's like a Mary Poppins bag. That's another way. Right. It's like a Mary Poppins bag. You can just put everything in it. Yeah, yeah. And nothing changes. Right. In this game, like you have a backpack. Everything put in it shifts your weight. Oh. So if you put too much in your backpack, then you're gonna struggle walking. If you put too much in your right side of your body, like if you put like if you put like a bunch of equipment on your leg on a bunch of holsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you'll you'll walk with a limp. Wow. Like in the game, it's it's he, he this developer. He's so obsessed with all the nuances of realism. Like, but I, I quit playing his games after they're, they're in Metal Gear Solid Three mm-hmm. Snake Eater. Right. You uh, you had a hunger meter. Like, so you'd be in the jungle, oh. and you'd have to kill things, or convert, or, like, you have to find the rations and eat them. Right. Or, like, you'd kill snakes or kill alligators, and then you'd have the little meat, and then, like, every so often, you'd have to, like, you'd have to eat, or else, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, grumble, 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 oh, you can't yeah. do it. All of a sudden, like, yeah. oh, my stomach hurts. Or, like, or if you ate something that was spoiled, you'd just see them, like, oh, you just crap yourself. Yeah. It was, like, it, it would debilitate you, or, like, your, your health will go down. Yeah. It was, like, so realistic. I was, like... This is not why I play video games. I play video games to experience fantasy. Impossibility becomes possible. I, I don't play games for realism. I, that's, that's, not, that's not why I'm here. I, I, I'm here for a plumber who takes mushrooms and gets bigger and uh, shoots fire out of his hands occasionally. That's kind of real. He, 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 rolled, he, he rolls up a leaf into a... Into a <laughs> he rolls up a leaf it. and smokes it and all of a sudden he has raccoon ears and he can fucking fly. I, that's what I'm here for. You're here I'm to here, get high. I'm here to get high. I'm here to be a space bounty hunter who has a cannon on her arm and is shooting the shit out of Metroids and other weird space pirates and murdering them all, all for the sake of saving a tiny little baby Metroid. That's what I'm here for. You're not, <laughs> not here for the art. super realistic, artsy, fartsy. I mean, at most, maybe I'll, I, I have no doubt my brother's going to buy it. And then maybe I'll just borrow it from him. I like this new concept in gaming, though. And, you know, just just watch, relax it. And you know what? Most people are probably high. Most people are probably high. (laughs) I'll borrow it from my brother once he's like, I'm sure my brother's going to buy it. I'll borrow it from I'll pop it into my PS4 here. And we can sit here. We'll have our cocoa. Maybe a little mm-hmm. weed, and we'll sit and watch <laughs> Norma Reedus with a baby in a freaking two in a, in a in a bag because the baby helps him see all the Death Stranding or whatever. They they even had Rick and Morty. There was a Rick and Morty video that like there was a little ad for, oh for uh, that, like last week. I, I showed you it. It was, like, it was funny. They're like, oh, what the hell? It's a baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, that's right. Like, we were about to eat the baby. Okay, no, no, we shouldn't eat the baby. Let's eat the baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the cute little baby he throws a little thumbs up. He's like self, he's a self aware little baby. Yeah. Little BT, your buddy. Yeah. And he uh, he's he's on top of things. He helps you uh, see all the death stranding. Yeah, it's so weird. I I the, the more research I've done on this game, it's it's incredibly weird. Like you have to use your own like to to defeat some of the enemies. You have little packets of your own blood and you throw it at it, and the, oh. the, the, your blood makes the thing to like freak out. Like ah, he's a giant. If anybody threw blood at me, I'd freak out. I mean, right? <laughs> Honestly, shit. Real talk. <laughs> But yeah, so that 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 that's what's been going on this week. It, it, it was there was a big discussion in, in, in this video game group I'm the admin of, and uh, yeah, so yeah. very weird. Uh, well, we'll see if I ever take it for a spin. I, I'm not gonna buy it. Right. <laughs> I, I don't really have money for games that I like right now. I'm not gonna be spending money on a game that I'm like don't no. like <laughs> or don't know about. Yet. I know nothing about. It. I, yeah. I know our executive producer Samzy. Uh, he, he, he 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 thought the game was coming out next year. He didn't oh. know it was coming out this week. He's very oh. shocked. 
So he got it. I, I'm pretty sure. Well, whenever I think it comes out tomorrow or it comes oh, out Friday okay. uh, officially. But all the reviews, like the the review embargo was lifted last week. So oh, okay. Now everybody's talking about it. Oh, okay. Speaking of embargoes, so for, for any of you who've been a longtime viewer or, 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 or listener of this show, you know that I love me some professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. I love me some professional wrestling. Wrestling. And. Uh, Apparently something happened last week. So uh, lately, uh, the WWE—they've been taking money from everybody. They—they they took a billion dollars from Fox, and now SmackDown is on on Fox on Friday nights mm-hmm. over the air. I can watch WWE again if I so choose. I mean, I have the network, but I haven't really been using it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I only use it for NXT. Uh, but besides that, so they've been uh, going. Uh, They—they've also been taking money from the Saudi Arabian government. Uh, the Saudi princes are apparently are huge fans. Yeah. Of WWE, they're they're such huge fans that they're they are forking over millions and millions of dollars to the point where they where they cause uh, wrestlers who had retired to come out of retirement for money. <laughs> it's like what? Like, would you like to do one match for ten minutes for five million dollars? Why? Yes, I will put on my my tight little trunks. Yes, I will work out for a few weeks and I will show up and do that. The, the, like Shawn Michaels came out of retirement, who who swore he would never wrestle again. But apparently, a few Brinks trucks full of money showed up to his house, and he's like, well, I guess I better take my cross-eyed bald self out there and go handle this. And everyone had to, he had to ruin the image of beautiful Shawn Michaels where he had, like, long hair, and, like, now, because the poor guy, I don't know, he's, he's totally, like, cross-eyed now. Right. And he has no hair. He's bald. So right. that does But that's beside the point. So, they've been doing these Saudi Arabia shows now about, like, uh, roughly, like, twice a year. Like, well, it was supposed to just be once a year. But now they've been doing more of these shows. Like they do it twice a year now, mm-hmm. and uh, they keep coming under coming under bigger scrutiny. The first time they did it, it was fine. They were like, as uh, it feels like a big PR campaign for Saudi Arabia to try to show, like, look, we're not a terrible place. Look at all the things we do. We we started to let women drive recently. I remember that was a big yeah. big point of contention of the very first show they did, the, the greatest Royal Rumble. They're like, oh, they're showing, oh, look, women can drive. We're allowing them to drive. Look at this. And then, so, like, last year, I think it was the, the, either the third show, uh, the, the Saudi uh, journalist was, was killed around, yes. around the same time. And, uh, right. and uh, John Oliver did a big story exposing, like, oh, yeah, they're just taking money for all this stuff. And, like, women aren't allowed to wrestle. And it's funny, they've been negotiating. So, this past show, they actually let two of the whitest white white women wrestle in full body. They had to wear full cat suits and a T-shirt. And uh, that was celebrated as a big to-do. And everyone was happy. Oh, yeah, and then they, they got like, uh, one of the radio shows, like, or one of the podcasts I listened to, they always call it the Saudi Blood Money 3, or this was Saudi yeah. Blood Money 4, Allah In. Allah In? Yeah, you get it, like Allah In? Yeah. Allah In. Uh, and so they had their show, everything. So they had to fly back because they, they had to be in, uh, they had to leave Saturday and be in Buffalo, New York. This was, they had the show on Thursday. They needed to get half, they needed to get a lot of the wrestlers to Buffalo, New York on Friday mm-hmm. to be on SmackDown. Live, and um, apparently there were some mechanical problems. Uh, for those of you listening on audio, I just did air quotes. Mechanical problems, and they weren't allowed to fly out. Uh, Vince right. McMahon, he got he left on his private jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bork Laser, I mean Brock Lesnar, he has his own private jet because he uh, he 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 lives above everyone. Else. He's elite, while everyone is not elite. Uh, he left on a private jet, but the rest of the, the crew was uh, stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Which at first it was, was being reported as uh, mechanical issues. Right. But it, it seems to be that that might not necessarily be the case. Uh, a lot of wrestlers were complaining that they were stuck there, and some of them felt that they were trapped there. Uh. And uh, there's been some speculation. Uh, that there's a, a former WWE employee, uh, Hugo Samanovich, he used to be the, the, one of the Spanish announcers, he came out and said, like, you know, uh, he, he's heard from sources, because he still keeps in touch with a lot of people within the yeah. country, that um, there, is a fina- there was a financial issue between uh, WWE and uh, Saudi Arabia, because Saudi Arabia is, uh, agreed to pay them, like, $50 million for each one of these shows. Right. But I guess they haven't been paying the full amount. Well, well, well. So uh, Vince and uh, his and one of his cronies, they, like, so the, the live feed that goes out to Saudi Arabia, because they, they get to watch it, obviously, on their televisions. We watch it on the WWE Network. Nine million out a month. <laughs> Apparently, they cut that feed to Saudi Arabia. Because right. they weren't paying, they didn't let the people in Saudi Arabia watch it live. Well. And in retaliation, the, uh, the the crown prince in Saudi Arabia, the one who, who's a big WWE fan, uh, 
he uh, it's it speculated that it, it was his doing that caused that plane to not leave with all the wrestlers. And they may have been, um, I don't want to say they were held hostage, but there might have been a hostage situation that they we might don't, have been held an, hostage. an unofficial <laughs> hostage situation. Oh, no. Where don't all the wrestlers. Don't go start no fibbing. I, I'm not fibbing. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying what I'm hearing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just calling it like I see it. All these wrestlers were really complaining on social media, like, "Hey, we're not being allowed to leave. That's this is kind of weird." Scary. And uh, like, I don't see any guys working on the plane, and they keep saying that, like, because all these wrestlers were tweeting out because they still had their phones. They're still sitting there. They're pulled off the plane. They they got taken off the plane. They're just sitting there waiting, and they don't see anyone working on the plane. And so a lot of them are tweeting like, oh, they're like, "I'm not coming back again unless they pay me a shitload of money." Like one, yeah. wrestler, one of my favorite wrestlers was like, "Oh, I am never coming back again." Yeah, unless they but pay I do, you more. But I do need sense. another pool. And then his wife is like. You're not going back. Like, Stupid. you're not going back unless we can buy another house with what they pay you with. And, uh, yeah, no, it's like a lot of... But first uh, they pay you. They got paid. Yeah, and you paid then first. you can go. Then you can go. You so, yeah. No, and, you paid. And then uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out today where, like, they're, uh, some of the wrestlers and Vince McMahon were like, were like, oh, no, don't be going on social media talking about this. There was mechanical problems. There was mechanical problems. Don't make this bigger than it what actually was. Like, wait. What was it? And then this morning, it was announced that, oh, a, a brand new extension of the agreement between WWE and Saudi Arabia was announced today where they're guaranteed two shows a year now. I'm like, wait, did they all get, a, get held hostage? And then uh, the part of the negotiation was now WWE has to come back more often. Like, what is going on? This is just speculation. Uh, this is just, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the information in. Sounds spin like back it. out my own spec, what, what I think is going on with these and all these wrestlers are mad but yeah the, 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 I don't think the, you're going cookie in your old age right mm, uh, I don't know but the, 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 <laughs> the, the one silver lining of all the silver lining of all this was uh, this past Friday Night Smackdown so they still had to do a show and uh, most of the wrestlers well most of the women were here because the, all but two of the women were not allowed to go because <laughs> they allowed two of them to show up and dress very con- super conservatively and wrestle a, a short match so, SmackDown had about, so several of the wrestlers refused to go. Like uh, Sami Zayn of Syrian descent, he's like, no, he he does not ever want right. to go to Daniel. He's very against yeah. Saudi Arabia. Right. And then lately, some of the other wrestlers, like John Cena, went to the first show, and then he's like, he he refuses to go, no matter how much money they pay him. Now he's like, nope. And it's like some of the wrestlers actually donate the money that they like. Uh, this one wrestler who. Um, He's a, a Pakistani and Iranian descent. Uh, Ali. Uh, okay. he, was, he used to be known as Mustafa Ali, but he's just known as Ali now. Okay. Every, he's gone, but every time he's gone, he takes that money and he donates it. He takes oh. it because he's like, nope, I'm going to put this money to, to good use. Okay. Like, he'll, he'll go wrestle. Okay. Because it's his job. Uh-huh. But he'll take that money, whatever his payday is right. for that day, whether it's, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know how much each of them individually gets paid. I'm sure, I think some of the higher, like, like when The Undertaker went, I'm sure he, they had to pay him multiple millions to go. But, because he doesn't wrestle very often no. anymore. Um, but this guy, Ali, like, he donates his money. But some of the other wrestlers, like, Daniel Bryan refuses to go now. He he stopped going. He's like, nope, I'm not going. Why? Out, out of principle, because of all the bad shit that Saudi Arabia does, and then oh, he's not going to help further this freaking you know PR job that WWE is doing for right. Saudi Arabia. Hey, look at this place. Look at it's so awesome. Look how awesome Saudi Arabia is. Right. Yeah. No, they're not evil. Please ignore all the death that's happening. Look, look at us wrestling. So a lot of the wrestlers refuse to go. So they had a handful of wrestlers still here who were not trapped in a mechanical problem right, hostage yeah. situation. And so what they had to do, they kind of like they brought it. They, they brought up a bunch of the guys from Florida, right. from their from their good from their good. The the only good wrestling that happens within WWE uh, NXT. They brought up a bunch of those guys and they invaded SmackDown because I guess at the next pay per view they're supposed to be doing this Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. They're involving NXT now because they're their own brand. Right. Because they have to fight off AEW. That's a whole other story for a whole other wrestling themed podcast. And uh, yeah, they and. SmackDown was incredibly entertaining because, oh, they brought in all these good wrestlers. Yeah. And they had lots of logical things happen as opposed to lately been just a lot of illogical idiocy. That's all, all the wrestling podcasts I listen to in the car when you're not in the car. They're just talking about how, like, all this, like, n- n- they don't do things that make sense. Right. Like, the, the, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon is like, ah, 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 I love this shit. Ah, it's, it's such good shit, pal. It's good shit, pal. And, and it's all illogical <laughs> bullshit. But yeah. Vince McMahon does because... Everything is done for an audience of one, a 78-year-old psychopath. Yes. 
right. But this show, like, even though, like, a lot of all this was all approved by Vince, it wasn't done by Vince because he was probably still on a plane. Yeah, then uh, right here, Warren Lung right here on uh, on Facebook. We MXC barely made. Yeah, they flew in during the uh, the they flew in. Their plane landed just before the show started. Yeah, they need a police escort to get them there by segment three. Oof. So fifteen minutes in, it was like they barely got there because they had to come up from from they're they're all most of the NXT people they they live in Orlando. Yeah, they 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 stay there primarily because that's the, where the training facility is. Mm-hmm. They flew them up from Orlando to Buffalo, barely got them in time, and then like threw them up there, and then they put together a a very entertaining show. I was like, I, I was very impressed and thrilled because I heard something was crazy was going to happen mm-hmm. because they didn't have anybody. Yeah. <laughs> All these NXT guys came up, and it was fun. And I'm like, oh, well, at least for one night there was good WWE wrestling, right? Thanks to NXT, which is yeah. the only brand I like and that stuff. But <laughs> but yeah, the whole like behind the scenes, like oh Saudi Arabia was not paying them, and like oh Vince tried to fuck with them, but then. The prince fucked them harder, and now they have to go back even more. Damn. And probably still not get paid. Hostages. Possibly. I guess we shall see. We'll see. We'll see how many wrestlers volunteer to go next time. We shall see. We'll keep everybody... We'll, 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 we'll keep you guys abreast posted. of the situation. But as always, you can always follow me right here on Facebook. If you're watching us on Facebook Live and you don't already like the show, why not? Hit that like button. You'll get notified every time we go live right here on Facebook Live. And if you want to follow us on social media, I've been tweeting more. Um, follow me at Dre GP Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. You can see all the art stuff that I've been doing with uh, with Perler Beads. And now that my thumb is fully working, I might start drawing soon. And there'll be more art. And maybe I'll throw that art up on eBay if someone wants to buy it. Because I need baby money. I need all the baby money. I need to pay for this baby. Little tiny dollar bills. I need tiny, tiny dollar bills dollar, baby that money. I can turn into actual money. I will draw you tiny baby dollar bills if you give me real money for them. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah, these guys had the improviser matches. I've worn. Yeah, that's, that's right, Warren Lund. Uh Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole that only had thermos. These guys, well, I'm sure it's not the first time Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, baby, ever touched, but. Miz and Ciampa, and they, they had to call it in the ring. That's how that's how you do it back in the old days, back in the independence. You call the match in the ring. You figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, it's a piece of art. Mm-hmm. That's what wrestling is. It's a yeah. dance. You know what? Sometimes you just call it in the ring. Yeah. Performance. So it's, it's a performance art. It's like you think, oh, you know what? Is, is, is the crowd reacting good? All right, let's keep doing that. Oh, the crowd's not reacting. All right, let's change what we're doing. That's how it goes. Remember at Dre GP Podcast on Instagram, at Dre GP Podcast on Twitter. Find my Etsy store, Dre's Geek Philosophy on Etsy. You can follow Rosa Limon, Rosa.Limon Los Angeles or Rosa Limon. Los Angeles. Rosa Limon Los Angeles. Rosa Limon. Rosa. Limon. I, I realized, I'm like, I, we never promoted your social media. No, Several okay. times you've been on Hi. here. I feel bad. I'm like, we don't promote your social media. Like, you pro, you, you, you can post put me on the links. We can put you on the links. Put li- li- little Libros on the links also. We'll put Little Libros on the links. Because they're adorable. And she I has an Etsy shop too. If you want little Nintendo controllers for your cats, she has them. They're tiny, adorable Nintendo controllers full of catnip. Or if your cat doesn't do drugs, without catnip as well. Let me out club. Let me out club Etsy. She has Let me out club Etsy. Dre's Geek Philosophy on Etsy. There'll be links on yeah. here somewhere. Uh, definitely on the YouTube and definitely on the, the audio. Uh, links in the show notes. Links in the show notes. Yeah. You can uh, always find us on YouTube, Dre's Geek Philosophy as well. A lot of our classic episodes and then all of our current episodes are posted on there as well as Dre's Retro Game Minute. If you want to hear me talk about retro games, I do that semi-weekly. Mm-hmm. I try to do it. Like, work has been insane. I didn't... I was going to try to record a video today, but that did not happen. No. Damn, freaking work was super busy. busy Mondays busy. seem to be kind of crazy, so... It was like double busy today. Yeah. Korean pop music is killing me. My poor little video game company. We're doing three. We're doing third party logistics. It's insane. You guys are the little video game company that could. We're, we are the little video game company that could. It's it, it, it's intense. You can go buy games. Dusty games. Dusty games. Uh, Deal Tavern on eBay. Deal Tavern on on Amazon. Or or if you are a wholesaler, if you have a video game store and you want to sell a lot more video games, contact. Sales manager, Dre Cervantes, VideoGameWholesale.com. If you want to expand your video game categories, if you want access to older games that people cannot get their hands on, there's PS2 games that you think you can sell. You get a hold of Dre, VideoGameWholesale.com. 
you sign up there, if you're a person who sells video games, if you have a store, if you have a booth at a convention, you want to sell video games, videogamewholesale.com. Trey, you'll be your salesperson because I'm the sales manager yeah. for videogamewholesale.com. That's right. That's right. Help. <laughs> we'll help. help. He'll help you. I'll help you. Help me help you. Let me help you help me. There you go. Dre's Geek Philosophy. That's what it is. Helping people help themselves. Some more video games. To art, whatever. Etsy, please. Help us help you. <laughs> I'm delirious at this point. Yeah, it's late. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll catch you guys next week. And then hopefully there'll be a Dre's Retro Game Minute going up at some point mm-hmm. on, 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 on YouTube. And on Instagram. I learned how to post on Instagram the other day. So, yeah, it's on Instagram, at DreGP Podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Share, like, Thank subscribe. You. Patreon. Be a patron, like Daniel Wong is. Be a patron. Help Thanks, me there, Daniel. too. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for being the best patron on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Join Daniel being good patrons. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Have a good night. We'll Have see you night. next time. Bye. For audio listeners... Wow, you guys are really kicking ass. There's a lot of audio listens. And if you've gotten this far, props to you. Thank you so much for for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye.